It was Sunday morning. My wife and I were driving to church. The question suddenly entered my mind, why are all these Orthodox Jewish families walking home from their synagogue? It wasn't Shabbat, Saturday. Then it dawned on me, Rosh Hashanah. The Jewish High Holy Days began at sundown last Friday, Rosh Hashanah, commemorating God's creation of man, the seventh month, the first day of the Jewish New Year. Faithful Jews often greet each other with Lashana Tovah, meaning for a good year. The blowing of the shofar horn, apples, honey, challah bread with raisins, it's a time to face one's mortality. These days end next Monday with the highest of all holy days, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Back in temple days, the high priest entered the Holy of Holies only on this Sabbath of Sabbaths. It is a great reminder that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. One sacrifice, good for all time. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is our second day in a series called Encounters with Jesus. In these next few minutes, we're going to explore Jesus encountering the sick with one example found in the Gospel of Mark. So here on this Tuesday, I'd like to ask, when's the last time you saw a Broadway-caliber musical with an altar call? That's what I love about Sight and Sound Theater, based out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and Branson, Missouri. Believers arrive by the busload to watch these full-length biblical stage productions and for the long-running musical simply called Jesus, they went all out. But if you're like me, and you don't live nearby, well, in a special edition DVD we have available to you as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries, this top-notch stage production comes to life in a whole new way. Even those who saw it live can now see it all close up. The joys and pains etched clearly on the faces of Jesus and his disciples. It's as gripping as a blockbuster movie. It's as intimate as if you're sitting in the theater yourself. Perfect for the whole family to take in the gospel story in a uniquely intimate way. So after the program, why don't you visit us at haventoday.org. We've put up behind-the-scenes clips, and you can also make your gift to receive this immersive production of the life of our Lord on DVD, haventoday.org. Or you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Now let's open the program with a song that's just called Healer. It's hard to see the storm blowing over anytime soon. It's hard to hear any hope in the headlines Well, how to know what's true We've been trusting in the broken To make us whole But there's no new rescue coming It's still the one we've always known We need the healer We don't need another hero We need the healer Deep down every hurting heart knows we need the healer, and only Jesus is the healer. 
looking for something, but what we need is someone. And every road leads back to one name when all the searching is done. 'Cause there's no worldview, no religion that can make the blind eyes see. Let the eyes of our heart be open to the healing that we need. We need the healer. We don't need another hero. We need the healer. Deep down, every hurting heart knows we need the healer. And only Jesus is the healer. More than blessings, we need your presence. More than the healing, we need the healer. More than comfort, we need the King. More than gifts, we need the Giver. More than blessings, we need your presence. More than the healing, we need the healer. More than comfort, we need the King. More than gifts, we need the Giver. More than blessings, we need your presence. More than the healing. Casting crowns here on this haven today from the title song of their album called Healer and a haven today called Encounters with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Throughout his earthly ministry, men and women in desperate need of grace met Jesus. Well, actually, he met them. They encountered him on his mission to save. And one woman in particular, a sick woman, teaches us that Jesus healing the sick was about so much more than getting rid of sickness. It was about sin. Twelve years. She had suffered twelve long years with a debilitating condition. The Gospels tell us she had been bleeding for twelve years with no end in sight. And here is how the Gospel of Mark shares the story. A large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. She was desperate. She was desperate for help, desperate for any kind of relief, desperate to encounter Jesus. And I can relate to that. No, I haven't been bleeding for 12 years, but for most of my life, I've suffered from post-polio syndrome. It can be debilitating some days. 
Chronic fatigue and pain is sometimes what my days are spent with. I've had times in my life where I too felt desperate. Desperate for help. Desperate for change. Maybe you've experienced something like that as well. Suffering is the common narrative for all of human life. Not one of us will escape it. There's an old saying that if you pass ten people on the street, nine of them are suffering, and the tenth, you just haven't heard their story yet. Well, that's what I appreciate about the Gospels. They show us the stories of suffering people who Jesus came to save. They show us the compassion of our Lord to go and spend time with the least of these, those in society who might have been overlooked or were cast out, those who were desperate, those who were like this woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, and those who were like the leper. Listen to this scene from Jesus at the Sight and Sound Theater where he encountered a man with leprosy. The leper, go! It's a leper. Everyone, clear away. Get, get Jesus away from him. Master, let's Jesus. go this way. No, no. Master, no. don't. I can't let you touch him. His disease is a death sentence. What is your name? Unclean. But if you are willing, you can make me clean again. What? No. Master, stay back. Jesus, do not touch him. John, John, Jesus, what are you doing? Your faith has made you clean. Master, you just... I did. Yeah, but he, he, he was a... He was. That was a scene from Jesus, the full-length biblical stage production at the Sight and Sound Theater. Did you hear that desperation? He knew that Jesus could heal if only he was willing. And Jesus was willing. He healed the man. But then also there was that woman who had been bleeding for 12 years and her encounter with Jesus. There was no pleading, no begging Jesus for healing. Instead, she said to herself that if she could just touch his clothing, she would be made clean. That word clean, I think it closes in on something that is so important for all of us to understand. Having a physical condition like this woman did, or like I do with post-polio, having a condition like that does not make you unclean. This woman was in a society that said to her, if you are not normal, something's wrong with you. You are unclean. And she believed that. Everything around her told her that this was the truth. But Jesus knew better. And Jesus was not afraid to touch her. 
Do you remember in the book of Leviticus all the laws about being clean and unclean? If something was unclean and you touched it, you weren't allowed to go to the sanctuary to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now, of course, people became unclean through normal things like giving birth and moving a dead body to bury it. But if you were unclean, you were not allowed to participate. And so being unclean over time meant being sinful, being a bad person. Unclean was no longer just a ritual. It had become a moral as well as spiritual condition. And maybe that explains why the Gospels tell us this woman had spent all the money she had on doctors and magicians and healers and prayers. She did all this to try and get rid of her uncleanness because she thought that they were getting rid of her uncleanness, and that was getting rid of her sin. And isn't that how so many of us think today? We look out into this world, and we see suffering all around us. We see disease, and we see war. We see the tragedy. And sometimes our first instinct is to think like the disciples. They wondered if people's sin was worse because they suffered like that. Or when they met the man who was born blind, they asked Jesus, who sinned? They assumed, just like we do, that suffering means you've done something wrong. They assumed that suffering equals sin. And Jesus blew that apart. Jesus encountered this woman, and he didn't treat her as untouchable. There wasn't a scowl that wonders why she sinned so badly to be unclean for twelve long years. He looked on her with love, and he looked at her with compassion, because he knew what she was going through. She was desperate, not just to be rid of her physical condition. She was desperate to belong somewhere. Do you see that? Isn't that what all of us want? Simply to belong? When we are excluded from the table, when we see our brothers and sisters taking part in some amazing experience of worship or ministry or simply fellowship, and we are missing out, doesn't our deep longing spring back up when our physical bodies hinder us or even stop us from spending time with the Lord's people? Don't you feel lonely? And it's not just us. Everyone is lonely. Look at almost any recent survey, and you will see one overwhelming trend. People are more alone. They are sadder. They have fewer friends than any other time. Even though we live in the most connected age, the age of the Internet, and yet we are so lonely, so lonely that we're willing to do anything just to find belonging. But Jesus, in this story, shows us the better way. He shows us that we don't have to get rid of our uncleanness before we can come to Him. You don't have to get rid of your sickness. You don't have to be healthy. Your body can be broken and sick and weak and frail. You don't have to get rid of your sickness, and you don't have to get rid of your sin. This woman who was sick and thought she was full of sin because of it was wrong. But she was still full of sin, and we all are full of sin. She needed grace, just like we do today. But she was mistaken that getting rid of her physical condition would get rid of her sin, and that's not how it works. Jesus shows us how it works. He takes it upon himself. 
All she wanted to do was to touch the hem of his garment, and it healed her. But it didn't take away her sin. Jesus took that upon himself and took it to the cross. He took it all the way to the cross and dealt with it there. And three days later, he rose again to new life, and a promise that even though our bodies are frail and fragile and sick and weak in this world, in the world to come, we will have a new existence. The things that ail us, the things that plague us, will be dealt with, and they will be gone. And we will live forever in perfect harmony with the Lord who made everything. This woman was sick, and she was sinful. Those are not the same thing. But the beautiful news of the gospel is that Jesus deals with both. And he welcomes us in, no matter who we are, or how sick we are, or, and this is important, how sinful we are. You may think you've done too much, you've gone too far, your soul is too sinful or too sick to come. And Jesus tells you, no, you've got it all wrong. I'll come to you. And all we do, all we can do, is rest and receive his grace.
Nathan Drake, Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Nathan is the worship coordinator at Christ Church in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Charles Morris here on A Haven Today called Encounters with Jesus. What did Jesus come to do? Did he come to liberate the Jews from the Roman bad guys? To teach just a better way of living? Or to help us become better parents or spouses or friends? A Sight and Sound Theater production delivers a dramatic answer with a musical that's simply called Jesus. If you're not familiar with Sight and Sound, they've been producing top-notch plays and musicals based on Scripture for years. But if you're not near Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri, then you may not have seen these Broadway-caliber biblical productions. Chris Bergamo is one of the actors in the DVD production, Jesus. He portrays the disciple, Apostle James. I asked Chris what kind of feedback he has received. Um, I, I would say the thing that I hear the most, honestly, is, is just people having an encounter with the Lord while they're here. That's certainly something I pray for all the time, that they just experience Him in the room. I, I think personally, when I think about the feedback that I've gotten, I would say specifically to Jesus, I think the the thing that always sticks out the most to me is my dad. You know, I'm from New Jersey. My father owned a trucking business in New Jersey and, you know, tough, big, tough, strong guy, you know, and um, he came to see the show on opening night and he said he doesn't know it. He doesn't remember a time that he cried that much and uh, just how much it touched him to the point that he, he jokingly said, he goes, at one point in time, I, want, I felt like I needed to tap out because <laughs> it was just so impactful that I, I, I couldn't, you know. And so that for me, I think, was the biggest one, just hearing my dad, just how much it really affected him and how much he just felt the Lord's presence. Chris Bergamo, who takes the stage as James in the production of Jesus. Thanks for being with me. Well, I'd like for you to experience this for yourself using groundbreaking special effects that elevate the story without compromising the message, you'll be stunned by the poignant musical numbers and the Broadway-caliber performances. Perfect for Bible studies, families, or group get-togethers, I want to send you the DVD called Jesus as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. All you need to do is get in touch with us right now. Watch some of the clips we've put up at our website, haventoday.org. That's where you can make your gift and ask for the DVD, haventoday.org. Or call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Let's take a moment and pray together. O Lord Jesus Christ, who art the way, the truth, and the life, we call on you now. Some of us are sick, and we ask for healing. All of us were born as sinners because of the fall. We've each committed sin that is not pleasing, acceptable in your sight. Jesus, you aren't walking this earth now, so we can't touch your garment and have you turn around and interact with us. But by your power and through your Spirit, you are with us. We need your forgiveness, and we need your touch every day to lead us into more and greater faith. May we find our rest in you alone. May the love of Christ come greatly upon us 
and spread from us to others who need to know you by making their way to the cross. Be the love we need and show us more of your glory for this time now and for eternity. We look forward to the day when every broken body of your people will be made right and put back whole. We give you our lives now and pray this prayer. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be on us all. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's a scene in the classic story of Alice in Wonderland that I come back to every now and then. A lost Alice runs into a hookah smoking caterpillar. And in this encounter, this caterpillar asks, who are you? It's a question we need to ponder. Alice no longer knew who she was, do you? Do you define yourself by what you do or by what Christ has done for you? Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's who we are, blood-bought and beloved. That's our identity. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.